Welcome into another episode of Mid-Michigan Matters. This podcast is designed to go behind the scenes at what our local nonprofit organizations are doing in our community. And now, here's your host, Chris Spockman. Chris Spockman with you, a Spock Sports Show, Mid-Michigan Matters. Not Bob around town, but Bob Peters is here with me as we talk Isabella Sportsman's Club with Lance Reuter and Bob Peters. Got a bunch of stuff coming up in August, and, you know, hunting season's right around the corner. will be here before we know it. Bob, Lance, thank you guys so much for joining me. And, Bob, I'm just going to kind of, you know, let you kind of take over here for a minute. I'll jump in when I've got some questions, but start telling everybody about, you know, why you joined the Isabella Sportsman's Club. Kind of introduce Lance Reuter, and let's get rolling. Well, you know, I joined it for a number of reasons because I consider myself a sportsman. You know, I love shooting sports. I love being able to, uh, you know, just go out there, meet people, the camaraderie as well, too. So, um, And it's really the only place in Isabella County that, that, you know, that you can do that. It's real awesome, you know. Yeah, it keeps me out of the woods, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, does that. So I just love it over there. The facilities are fantastic. They've got a clubhouse. We're going to have Lance describe more of that as well, too. So, yeah. So, yeah, Lance, first of all, to tell us about where the Isabella Sportsman's Club is, what it consists of, this, that, and the other. Oh, yeah, we're on the corner of uh, Wynn Road and Millbrook Road. Uh, the club, uh, the organization actually started over by the airport before Prohibition, and then during Prohibition, they bought some property on Wing Road uh, on the river, and they were the Chippewa River Conservation Club, but they wanted more room, so they uh, more space. So they bought some land, corner of Wind Road and Millbrook, and had a great club for a number of years. Uh, in the early 90s, uh, some members of the club thought they could do better and uh, did some research and got some grants from the DNR and uh, American Rifle Association and the local chapter of the Safari Club International, pitched in some, some help, and we were able to improve the the shooting lanes or the rifle range and the pistol range and make the club as nice as it is we have today. All right. Tell me what you got over there. Well, we have uh, um, four shooting lanes. Actually, there's five ranges. Um, There's four open to the public. There's a pistol range. There's a uh, um, 100-yard range, a 300-yard range, and then an action range where – that's the only range where you can leave the shooting bench and actually approach the target. And then we have a, a law enforcement range. We have a really good relationship with local law enforcement. There's five different agencies that um, call our club home, where they're able to use our club for training and proficiency. So, and this is a year-round sportsman's club, Lance. Oh, you know, people use it all the time, right? Yeah, you've got a wonderful clubhouse there, but you also have other events. You know, you've got some clay skeet shooting. You know, you yep. have uh, little competitions, don't you? Yeah, on uh, Tuesday nights we have uh, trap and skeet. Uh, they're both uh, shotgun games. Uh, trap is a single thrower with five stations, and skeet is uh, two throwers with eight stations. Both games use 25 targets. Um, And then on Sundays, we have sporting clays and five stand. With sporting clays, there's 50 targets presented with 10 throwers spread out throughout the woods. Some people call it golf with a shotgun. We set up the throwers to simulate different game and foul. We even have one thrower that bounces a clay across the ground like a rabbit. Really? Oh, yeah. It was okay. a fun, super fun game. 
Gotcha. So help me out here because I have a shotgun. I haven't done this in a couple of years, all right? What's the best size shot to use out there? Well, for most everything we have, it's a seven and a half to nine shot. Good, okay. For trap and skeet, I recommend seven and a half and eight. Uh, for, um, for skeet, you can go up to nine shot. For sporting clays, seven and a half or eight. Um, but you always want the um, practice loads or the clay loads. You don't want any high brass and uh, um, no uh yeah heavy game loads all right Very i got yeah. i gotta step in here so when you guys are talking the seven i have no idea what that means when i think shotgun i think 12 gauge 16 gauge kind of break that down what do you guys mean by the seven to nine shot is that how many pellets is coming out no well it's the size of the pellet all right all right so in uh hunter safety the kids learn the different parts of a shotgun shell and so there's five parts of the shotgun shell there's the primer well there's the hull the primer the powder wad and shot all right and then the shot could be a solid projectile like a slug like a solid piece of of lead or it's little bb little bbs yep and the smaller the bb the larger the number all right so the the smallest shot we we have is nine and then it goes all the way up as you go to seven that's a bigger bb and then all the way up to like a number two shot or there's something called buckshot or, or ought where it's zeros. All and right. Three zeros is the biggest. Like three of them would fill a shotgun shell. All right. Got so thank you guys for explaining that. Because like I said, that's that's breaking it down a little bit further to make sense to the, the complete amateur here that, that's, that's being fascinated by this conversation. J- jump back in, Bob. <laughs> uh, you guys do a lot of things also with our youth here and training them. Talk about that a little bit, Lance. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, first weekend in August. We're doing a hunter safety course. That'll be the third course we're doing this year. We had a course back the um, early May, no, mid-May, um, where we had 60-ish students enrolled, uh, including some of our Amish neighbors. I know with uh, during COVID, the DNR switched all the registration uh, requirements to an online format, and it was really problematic for our Amish neighbors. And uh, one of our members, Lance Wheeler, um, visited the Amish community and was able to sign up a good 12 uh, students, young men, to um, come over and, and uh, uh, participate in our class. And then on Father's Day this year, we had a, something called a field day, uh, during the COVID ec- epidemic, uh, they had a bunch of online classes, but then the, the students still needed to have a hands-on, touch the firearm, show their proficiency, and then take the test in a, a proctored or in a, a supervised manner. So um, the DNR approached uh, members of our club and asked if we would provide one of those. And uh, we, for some reason, our our club picked Father's Day, so it was um, it was a pretty busy day. But that was an eight-hour course, so they had uh, six hours of hands-on uh, uh, instruction with uh, shotgun, archery, uh, on the rifle range, and then uh, um, we took uh, uh, the test. 
these are lifelong lessons that these kids are learning at this point, correct? Yes. You know, and what's the main thing? It's more about the safety. It's not about how well you're going to shoot at this point, correct? Oh, everything at our club is about the safety. Uh, Perfect. All the rules we have for the ranges, everything we do, um, eye and ear protection are required at all times um, while you're shooting. Uh, but yeah, the hunter safety, it's all about making sure these kids aren't, it's, we don't care if they're proficient. I mean, that's a bonus, right? but really we want them to be safe. And you're, want- you're developing great habits for the rest of their life. Oh yeah. Right. Good. And I would have known all about the buckshot and the, and all that stuff too, as well. If I'd have gone to that hunter safety that, course, you would, you would have learned a few that, things. Knowledge yes. for the rest well, of your and, life. You know, and uh, we talk about the youth, but that hunter safety course is open to touche. all ages. I mean, we uh, back in in May we had some adults um, and quite a few uh, female participants. Uh, in fact, there was a, a nurse from the Detroit area that uh, was looking for a class and saw that ours was available and came up for the weekend and and was just uh, uh, awesome. She had such a great time. She wants to volunteer. She's going to come back and volunteer here and. In August. I love it. So, so Lance, tell me what really happens. Like, what you know, you're not really out of season. I know people get more interested to sight in their guns near deer season, hunting season, all that. But what kind of activity would you see out there on a Saturday or a Sunday sometime? Oh, uh, husbands and wives, uh, young couples or fathers and sons uh, with nephews or grandkids coming out and uh, just putting holes in paper. Yep. Isn't that you know, great? There's, oh, yeah. So there's... Um, hunts going on, you know, all across the country. So we have people that come by and they want to sight in their rifles, but we also have some competitions like the, our club has, uh, the first Thursday of the month in the evening, there's a bench rest shoot where, um, gentlemen will come by and, and, uh, compete or test their skill on the 300 yard range. And then on the first and third Sundays of the month, we have egg shoots where um, you have a 22 or rimfire, and then we've just added uh, some air rifles, a category, and they have actual eggs set up at 100 yards, and you shoot five to seven eggs, and then if you break all your eggs, you go on to the next round, and the next round, and the next round, and after five to seven rounds, depending on how many people are still in that have broken all their eggs, they'll go to smaller eggs. They'll go to quail eggs. And then once they break all those, they'll go down to paintballs. So and, and that's what I learned on, you know, for, for, you know, doing my marksmanship was on a 177 caliber uh, pellet gun. And it wasn't the one you buy, you know, at, at the local store. I mean, it was a nicer gun. It had nice sight on it. Uh, but it's, it's really fun to be able to shoot like that and look at a target and see how close you get. And when you're using these, these pellet guns, the bullseye is almost a pinhead, isn't it, at times? You know, oh, it's, it's, it's very small. It's and like you said, you start with an egg, and I thought, okay, okay, I can hit an egg, but as it gets smaller, it gets tougher. But you're looking at that difference sometimes with that pellet gun. You're looking at a difference of maybe an eighth of an inch being a difference between first and last place, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. And, well, and Or it's just um, fun to shoot. Like yes. there's, there's guys that come out, and they'll um, reload their own uh, ammunition yeah. and tweak their, their firearm. And like, there's guys out there with their granddad's Ruger 1022, just a, a 200 or $300 22. And then there's guys out there with a thousand dollar custom made 
you know, we um, cut down the tree and we milled the lumber and we mounted the, the metal and then they put a um, thousand dollar scope on it and um, they're competing with the other guy and everybody's having a good time. And a carved stock, right? Yeah. <laughs> and, and if anybody wants to find de- full details about these events, they go to the Isabella Sportsman's Club website and they're going to be able to find oh, information yeah. about all this stuff. And one thing I want to ask you guys about is the connections made at a place like the Isabella Sportsman's Club. You know, you guys seem like you guys met there and are good buddies. Talk about the people you've met at the, at the Sportsman's Club, too. You know, I think it's really no different than when you're with any other club, right? I mean, they're people, right? Oh, yeah. You know, and when you get into a club, and Chris, you know this, you play basketball with the guys, right? It's camaraderie. It's camaraderie, but you have the same interests. So you talk about, you know, your basketball. We talk about the guns. Everybody likes to, Lance, let let me share, I get this right. What kind of gun you got, right? We always want to know, what do you got? Can I look at it? You know, can I hold it? I want to see how it feels like in my hand. Sometimes you say, oh, I'd love to be able to shoot that gun to see what a different brand, a different caliber is like. And that's a lot of the fun of it, too, oh, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. And, and they're all a little bit different, too, aren't they? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I uh, um, grew up in this area. My yeah. folks divorced, and mom moved us to town, but dad still had the farm south of Wynn. And we had to go do the chores every weekend. But once in a while, we got to do some fun things. And one of those was going to the club and shooting trap back See, growing up. And then I, I did that through high school and college and then uh, went away for a while, got back into it. But we were going, I was at a different club and they had some event going on where the trap was uh, canceled that week. So I called up the Isabella club and uh, found out that they were shooting on Tuesday night. So I came over and just the, the first night I came back, it was like I had never left. There was guys there that, uh, um, oh, hey, you got enough shells here? Let me loan you some shells. Or, oh, hey, you need a, a pouch or a shooting vest here? You can borrow mine. And, uh, oh, you missed that bird? Well, here's what you did. You, you stopped the gun or you picked your head up. You know, they were there with some good advice. And, um, yeah, it was my home from that day on. Excellent. And you worked your way up. You, you, oh, yeah. Well, you, I was coming to the, the club. I really enjoy the sporting clays. I feel that yeah. I, I the trap and skeet are really practice for sporting clays. Okay. And then you go out and, and, and do the sporting clays. It's just so fun. Well, I had such a good time with that that I joined the sporting clays committee. And then uh, I was asked to hop on the board. And then from there, I um, was... Uh, Oh, I said I'd, uh, uh, the old president, uh, um, Scott Dufresne, uh, retired from teaching at the high school and was moving out of town. So he stepped down as president and, uh, Matt Tracy stepped up and I said, well, I'll be vice president. I'll help you out. And then he was, uh, busy doing, uh, was his work called him out of town, out of state. And he had to step down as president because his work was uh, too demanding. And I got forced to be the president, what, three, four years ago and, been there ever since. Excellent. See, but you know what? You really get to put, you know, take all your experience of you growing up there, literally, right? And being able to mold it and work with the people that you know well, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I'm not a, like, um, the shotgun is really my cup of tea where um, uh, I do some work on the pistol range. I got some nice handguns that I, I like to, to shoot once in a while. But the um, shooting the benches is not what I prefer but there's other guys at the club that really enjoy that and we still um it's nice that we have such an eclectic group that um everybody's needs are met 
Um, even the archery guys. We have a really nice uh, 3D course set up this summer. Uh, Brian Berg and Luke Sawyer um, set up the course this year, stood on the shoulders of uh, Jesse Skinner. Jesse Skinner was our archery uh, guru for a number of years, taught uh, um, 4-H and uh, with hunter safety and then helped us set the course for a lot of years. But he stepped down and Brian and Luke stepped up and they've been doing a really good job with a lot of help from uh, Alex Emley and uh, uh, Dave Weisenberger. You've got over 700 members, correct? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we ended uh, 2022 with over 800 members. Beautiful. That includes uh, 90 plus, 94, 95 life members. Uh, there's an 141 law enforcement members. So okay. we, have, we offer a, a, a membership uh, to the local law enforcement, so CMU police, the local state police, uh, Mount Pleasant Police, Shepherd, and uh, Isabella County. And membership is very inexpensive, isn't it, Lance? Oh, it's only nine uh, ninety-five dollars for the year. Yep. Oh wow. Yep. That's, and if you want to be a life member, it's a uh, thousand. So that's admit, ten years. I wasn't expecting ninety-five dollars. That is a, a pretty darn reasonable price. C- question I want to ask you guys: You might have talked it a little bit about, you know, with the shotgun, Lance. Is that your favorite gun to shoot? Is there a particular shotgun that you had that's your baby and? When it comes to shooting, do you prefer, you know, the shooting at the target, you know, the, the paper or kind of the clay targets, the moving kind of stuff? Oh, it's got to be the clay for me. I right. love that where you, you hit it just right and the clay just explodes <laughs> and powders up. But even if you just knock a chip off, you know, you can feed your family. Hey, 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 hey. you know what? That's actually a really good way of, of putting that one. Now, what about you, Bob? Do you have a favorite gun to shoot? And, and, you know, yeah, you- I, I, all of them um, <laughs> are my favorites pretty much. And I've got a couple, you know, that my dad gave me that, that I really enjoy shooting. got a 30 out of 6, a 30-30. Uh, I've got a couple of handguns. I've really uh, gotten into shooting handguns. I enjoy that. I'm more into the bed shooting. That's how I started. My dad taught me that. He was a sharpshooter uh, in the Army. Um, you know, taught me a lot of techniques like that. So that's what I learned. I, I, I want Lance maybe sometime to get me into that clay. <laughs> oh, I'm very yeah. intrigued by that. You know, I've got this old Montgomery Ward 12-gauge shotgun, and I swear it's a goose gun. It's got a barrel that's almost as tall as Chris, you know? Oh, so, wow. you know? <laughs> Which isn't very but, but tall. I, 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 but, I, but I love that. And I remember being a kid, that gun was always taller than me, you know? Oh, yeah. You know, and it was always, you know, big and heavy and everything like that. But, you know, really anything, like I said, the 177 caliber uh uh, pellet guns that, and not like I said, not your hundred dollar ones at Dunham's. These, these are, you know, worth a lot more than that. You 22s. still enjoy shooting that a, bit, a bunch? Oh yeah, I, I I haven't done that in a long time, and I'd love to because it, it, it's such, you know, there's no room for error on that one. So when you're shooting at twenty two, you know, maybe even at let's say fifty yards or something like that, you know, I mean, if you're out of the bullseye, you're bad pretty much. Yeah. You know, you have to be right in there all the time. So I enjoy that because you get to sit there, you get to shoot, you look through your binoculars or your scope or something. Where did that go? You know, and then you know, after we do the full round, everybody puts their guns up. We can walk down there and change targets. But I like that. All right, now a completely off the wall question here, and just trying to you know relate, you know, left brain, right brain, all this different kind of stuff. No, I don't. I've never really heard the comparison, but I feel like hunting and the focus that you have when you're hunting would be something similar to playing a sport, reading a book. That that concentration, like, it, do you guys feel like it's good for your brain? I haven't hunted in thirty years, Chris. 
Well, no, I'm talking Have about you when, you're out there, when you're out there shooting, when you're focusing on a target or anything like that. No, you know, you know, know, what, you know what? Your blood shooting. pressure lowers. You, you know, your my dad says, change your breathing. Do, I mean, we have all these techniques, and it, it's really nice to be able to see that, okay, I hit that target, and and th- I don't know if I should admit this, but there's something about the smell of gunpowder too, right? Oh, sure, yeah. <laughs> you know, it, I, I kind of enjoy that. It, it's a nice smell when you're out at the gun range, you know? Um, you know, and, and seeing all the guys lined up and shooting, gals lined up shooting. Um, you know, I, I just think it's a yeah. wonderful sport. When so. I'm doing the sporting clays, because it is really more like golf. So you start yeah. at the clubhouse, and there's 10 stations. The walk is about a mile. So you walk to station one's going to be right there by the barn, so it's not quite a hike. But as you walk around the, the property, you know, you, you uh, have camaraderie with the, the people you're shooting with. You um, kibitz and, and have friendly banter and then um, give them a hard time or, or give them oh, advice either trash way. trash talk, right? Oh, Is yeah. Trash and, talk out there? and you could have the same. <laughs> yeah, you talk trash and then after they messed up or they, they had a little error, you give them advice okay, there you tell go. them what they did wrong so that they can do better on the next time. Yeah, yeah and, I, and I think that's what I was looking for like there. It was, yeah. you know, that relation to sports and other activities and well, you know, when I brought up the reading, it's one of those, you know, we always talk about how good reading is for our brain. And I feel like shooting is, is similar to that when you're out there. Like I said, am I off? Does that make any sense? Yes, it totally makes sense. But, you know, Chris, it's like that for a lot of different hobbies, sports. You know, people pick out what they like. They do it. and They do get, you know. It gets your endorphins going, doesn't it, really? I mean, it just gets, I, gets you fired up I think up one of my bit, other yeah. problems might be is when I think of, you know, going to the range like this, I'm thinking of you on the bench shooting, but there's so much more to it. Yes. A lot of people are up moving around when it comes to the clay and doing different stuff like that and, you know, the the archery range and that kind of stuff. Yeah, I, I don't yeah. know where I'm going. Oh, okay. Now, yeah, hit, hit your button on that no, one right No, we're there. not hitting any buttons because this is where people get to laugh at me a little bit because well, I'm I an can, amateur, I can, but yeah. I am learning so much right now yeah. listening to you guys talk about the oh. Isabella County Sportsman's so, Club. Well, you know, we could yeah. segue into the – so the um, club has a, a summer archery league. All right. Uh, hey, whoa, whoa, Lance. Who's running the show here? No, oh, I'm sorry. kidding. Go ahead. <laughs> oh, no, tell us everything that's going on there. We want to hear about how people can get involved, what activities are going on, and oh. how it's all family orientated. Yeah. Well, uh, Wednesdays and Thursday evenings, uh, starting uh, July 26th, the uh, club's got a summer archery league. Uh, you can come out one or both nights, and then I think we even do some makeups on Sunday afternoons or Sunday evenings. Um, so you have it's uh, I think it's 12 weeks. Um, so you come out and, and shoot against other archers um, leading up to when uh, um, archery season starts, uh, October 1st. Um, we have uh, 22 to 23 3D targets. Out there's a couple of bears. There's uh, quite a few deer. There's a, a moose. There's caribou. There's a baboon. Uh, there's even a crocodile. <laughs> um, all foam with... Uh, um, scorable targets um go out with a friend or family member um there's a, a flyer on our website you can take a look um give brian or luke a call and get uh um onto the the league uh in the winter months we have a uh, uh we switch trap and skeet to saturdays from 10 to 2 and uh starting in january we have a winter trap league and ski league 
All right. Where uh, you can come out and and uh, that's twelve weeks um, from uh, January, February, and March, and uh, um, you can shoot a couple of weeks ahead or a couple of weeks behind, so you don't have to come every Saturday. You know, there's some people that uh, skip three or four to six weeks and then shoot a bunch and then they can't come back or they're, they're working out of town and then they come back and, and shoot a couple see, of more. See, Chris, so, some people do bowling leagues. Some people do golf leagues. Some people do yes. leagues at yes. the Sportsman's Club. Now, Bob, let me ask you this because you're a busy guy here. You're a business owner. You don't have a ton of – how do you utilize the Isabella County Sportsman's Club? So, so you probably don't have a time to join one of these leagues necessarily. No, I don't but, right yeah. now. But, but no, so, I just uh, like you, to find a time when, when it's Lori and I or I got a friend or my brother and we just go out there. We don't spend a lot of time out there because, I mean, ammunition costs money. Oh, yeah. Right, you know? Um, I think the last time I saw you out there, uh, Michael was in town. Michael was in town. My son was there. He loves go. We always have to go out there when Michael's in town. So, um, and so if you're a member, is it open to, to go out there? When yeah. they talk as about a that member, a you can come out uh, sun up to sundown. Yep. Uh, uh, with your membership, you have a orientation safety course with a range officer. You sit down. They have the um, range rules book, and they go through it line by line. Um, they talk about, uh, what we have on the property, um, what's available and then the do's and don'ts. And most of those are geared towards every round going into the berm, um, every round staying on the property and everybody being safe. And they really hit on that very well too. So yeah, you can go any time at that point, whether it be after work. I'm not going to admit that I've ever gone during work, but that's a great time to go. I well, you're the owner. You're the I owner. I understand Bob. because yeah. there's not a lot of people there at one in the afternoon, right? Oh yeah. Well, you even know? with over 700 members, it's not crowded because not no, everybody's no. there at the same time. And with four ranges, you know, like you might show up with a handgun and a, and a rifle, and the um, rifle range looks a little full. We have over 13 benches. But, you know, if there's seven people there, it might look a little crowded. So you go to the pistol range and plunk off some rounds, and then it opens up, and you can go over there. Or there's the 300-yard the range. Maybe you're, you really want to shoot on the 100-yard range, but on the 300, we can have targets at 100, 200, or 300. So you can set up on the 100 yards and um, see how you do, and then maybe try your luck at uh, – 200 and 300. See, Chris, I'm a lefty, so it's a little bit tougher on the bench for me, okay? You know, <laughs> I've got to move that stool around to the other side of the bench. So <laughs> you, need, you need the left-handed bench, the left-handed I, gun. I need but... a left-handed bench. I have yet to have anybody, my father or my son, buy me a left-handed gun. So what I've been able to do with my handgun is you're able to make that kind of a, like a left or right-handed gun at that point. So. Gotcha. But, but with the uh, rifle, you just you just have a little bit more difficult time, don't you? You, you know, left-handers adjust. That's a whole other podcast right there, but we, we're able <laughs> no, to adjust That might not be a that. bad one. Well, you know, but, I, but I will we tell were, you. Uh, oh, as I say, we were talking about favorite guns earlier. One of yeah. my favorite shotguns is uh, Ithaca um, 37 Featherweight. The nice thing about the Ithaca is that it loads and ejects from the bottom. Right. So they're really desirable for either right or left-handed. All right. So I've got a Marlin. It's, it's, it's a lever action. It, it ejects out of the side. My brother has an old M1. We were shooting that. That's a lot of fun, but everything ejects out to the right, so it hits my arm and shoulder. <laughs> and, yeah, it and, goes across your nose. It goes, and they're hot. 
they burn and sometimes they get inside your shirt too and that hurts okay so yeah you just make those adjustments as a lefty now now you know i I, michael built a rifle for me but i go it's right-handed man it's just (laughs) so all the shells are ejecting out to the right i go you know you put it together but he wasn't thinking it but it's a cool gun i shoot it just well you're just just fine you know maybe not well enough yet i need to shoot it better so <laughs> uh any anything we're missing here you guys want any more you guys want to talk you know about? i i one thing i want to say and i want to I want lance to finish it up but i think shooting sports is a wonderful sport you know um you, you do get together with people you have a common interest there's so many different types of guns you could shoot out uh shoot with there's so many different types of shooting sports you can do that lance really explained and I really like that. My dad actually did reloading back in the day. So I oh, remember doing that, you know. Um, but you know what? We're always taught respect for the weapon, understanding the power it has. And it's always about that safety as well, too. And I think you can be 100% safe, but you have to be very vigilant with that safety. You have to be very careful, and you have to respect the weapon. Oh, yeah. I treat all weapons as if they were loaded. Yes. Even if I know in my heart they are not but you got to treat them as they are every time, just in case. Yep. Yep. I think that's it. And there's little rules you learn. You know, you never you never pass a gun that's loaded to somebody. You, somebody wants to see your handgun. You're going to open it up first. You're going to look through there. Those are all things that we've been taught, not only as a child, but also, you know, I've been taught more of that during my orientation. Oh, yeah. You know, at the sportsman club, it was reiterated at that yeah. point, too. Always so. keep the weapon pointed in a safe direction. Yes, always. Yeah. But the idea. Know your target, what's behind yeah. it. Yeah. Always, you know, eye gear all the time, you know, hearing uh, whether whether you got just earplugs or you have the full, you know, the, the full cans on your head, either one, you know, so. Yep. And again, 90 bucks for the year. 95. 95. 95. Sorry. Yeah. My, my bad. My That's bad. No right. problem, but no. Hey, if, if anybody is, is short five bucks, if they're listening to this podcast, they, they get a hold of me and Bob. We'll, we'll, we'll figure, take care we'll of We'll figure them. it out yeah, for we'll something do that. like that. Lance is writing that down to make sure he remembers. <laughs> oh, yeah. And anything else you want to bring up, Lance, before we uh, end things here? mid Mystery Matter Spock Sports Show? Uh, no, how, do they, how do they become a member? Oh, there's uh, instructions on the website. There's uh, uh, We... Just upgraded the website, uh, made it a lot more modern. There's uh, uh, drop-down boxes and, and uh, forms online. You can fill out the form online, attach your credit card, pay with the PayPal, and uh, do it right away. Or if you're old school, you can uh, print off the PDF and fill it out with pencil and pen and um, write your check and send it through the mail. All right. Uh, first of all, before I thank everybody for listening, thank you guys thank for educating you. me. I, say, oh, I learned thank quite, you, quite a bit here today. Yep. So, Lance, uh, Bob, thank you guys so much for joining us. Made Michigan Matters, Spock Sports Show. Thank you for listening to this episode of Mid-Michigan Matters. While you're here, feel free to browse earlier episodes or other podcast programs on our platform. Listen to what you will and spread the word. Thanks again for listening.